I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Well, what are we coming at them with today? Well, I love this title. I think you came up with this one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it always seems spontaneous, <laughs> but we put a little bit of thought into this. Bit. What is it? It's seven bass solos that are okay. Uh, just okay or th- yeah. well I mean okay is being pretty generous for a bass solo let's be wow no I'm just kidding I'm just no kidding. no go ahead no bass solo is good just keep reputation. in mind I'm already looking at this list some of these bass players are large gentlemen that will come and <laughs> kick your butt and are still alive <laughs> no we always this is like a running theme, theme in the podcast we throw a little shade to the bass solos because you know they're that's, a, solos. that's a running theme in jazz actually <laughs> but no these these solos are up there with any instrumental solos uh, these are some of the best musicians in jazz, some of the best soloists in jazz. And let's be honest, bass players don't get their due. Hence the name of this episode, seven <laughs> bass solos that are okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're okay. They're, they're all right. right. Okay. So it's a little bit of a play on words too, because you use some incredible solos actually, but they're okay. They're okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do we got? Number one, uh, number one, we got uh, Christian McBride, ham hocks and cabbage. Now this is from his 2013 trio record, with Christian Sands and Ulysses Owens. And this is, he, I mean, he does the melody on this, uh, he, it's okay. It's okay. It's as good as a bass solo could be. No, it really is amazing. And this yeah. is also my favorite um, sound that that Christian McBride can get. You know, like straight down the middle blues, like yeah. everything trio, feels, uh, trio, a lot, of, a lot of walking, a lot of soloing, but just a lot of big sounds. Yep. You know, blues feel, great stuff. Man. Yeah. No, I mean he's he's an amazing soloist. I mean I've played with him a lot over the years, and it's it's um, you know. You really, he's such a combination of an incredible soloist and then just an incredible foundational bass player, you totally. know, like doing everything, all the, the, the hard work of, of supporting the band, he's just so dependable with the beat and with the sound. So then when he goes to solo, it's kind of like, whoa, he becomes a horn player. He becomes, you know, this, this super versatile um, player without the usual limitations, physical limitations of the instrument. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Now we gotta be careful. Yeah, it's just okay. All right. So number two, I'm gonna go with um, Ray Brown because um, I'm thinking about Christian McBride and really his sort of musical father. A lot of these guys' musical father. Um, and I love. I mean, so many great solos for Ray Brown. But things uh, ain't what they used to be. Yeah. What he plays on the Duke Ellington on the on the duo record. And I'm forgetting. Actually, maybe the record's called Things Ain't What They Used to Be. It's on Pablo, great black and white oh, cover yeah, yeah, yeah. from the early '70s. Duke Ellington, Ray Brown. I love that record. His sound, his beat, the solo, the the melodic stuff that he plays. I think it's a great, um, you know, sort of representation. It's it's a little bit funny because it's not necessarily the situation. You saw Ray Brown, and we think about, you know, with the Oscar Peterson trio, with his trio, um, playing with great singer situations, but it's really an exposed place to see his, his wonderful, well, his okay soloing. It's okay. <laughs> There's so many great Ray Brown solos, though, on all the Oscar Peterson trio stuff, too. Yeah. I, yeah. But, that, I mean, but that's that not okay. what I picked. That are okay. Yeah, they're, they're just yeah. okay. All right, so for number three, I'm going with Charlie Hayden on Ornette Coleman's Lonely Woman. Mm. Iconic uh, track, uh, iconic solo charlie hayden starts off the track um with these great like double stops that he does and i mean what a great sound what a great band what a great recording yeah charlie I mean, what an okay solo yeah this solo's okay but charlie <laughs> the great charlie hayden. so i just a quick little aside about charlie hayden he um i i got a chance to do a tour with with roy hargrove in like 94 1994 and we we did a series of concerts over like a week or 10 days with charlie hayden's quartet at the time nice 
and um, kind of traveling around Europe with him and got to hang with him and stuff. And um, he such, was such a generous uh, and kind soul, amazing musician, and was so generous with us, kind of young musicians, didn't really know what we were doing. And, but, he, we, you know, he'd come and eat with us and hang and stuff. But we kind of this joke, because, you know, Charlie kind of talked like, hey, man, you know, Charlie Hayden here. And so um, Rodney Whitaker, who, who, another bass player who I don't think is on our list, but should be on there, an incredible soloist, my good friend Rodney Whitaker, great bassist out of Detroit, um, was on the tour. And we were, you know, our good friends and joking around all the time and stuff. And, um, you know, so we would call each other. This is like pre-cell phone, call each other in the in the hotel room and be like, hey, Rodney, it's Charlie, man. You want to come? Let's get some dinner, man. You know, just sort of joking around. Yeah. And apparently one time Charlie called Rodney for real, was like, hey, Rodney, it's Charlie. You want to go get some food? And Rodney's like, come on, P, man, shut up, man. He's like, no, man, this is really Charlie. He's like, ah, that's funny, you know. He's like, no, okay, fine, then, you know, and hung up. You know? So anyway, I always think of that, that's the good, great man. Charlie Hayden, that's for good. sure. Um, okay, so next I'm going to go with um, Robert Hurst. Yeah. And his, this is funny because it's not really a solo, but it kind of, this might be our first unofficial solo that's just okay. Um, <laughs> but his playing, you know, I mean, so many great things on his own albums. But, you know, before I even knew, it was right around the time I met him, they, they did a record, Went Marsalis Live at Blues Alley. Yeah. And it was quartet. It was kind of the first, around the beginning of the time when Winton stopped playing quintet and went with a little bit more exposed thing when Branford actually went to play with Sting yeah. and they had their big first breakup or whatever, Branford and Winton. But Bob Hurst was a young bassist who came in um, after, well, he had several bass players like Charnett Moffitt and some different folks. But like when Bob Hurst came in there, that was really like the, the, the foundation of that next period with Marcus Roberts on piano. Jeff Watts was kind of the holdover oh, from that first quintet. Um, but Bob Hurst playing on Just Friends on that track on, and, and I was thinking about this too because there's there's um, a pretty good transcription of what he plays kind of floating around the internet you can see but it's like it's a solo like the interplay the interaction with him and Wynn it's almost like a horn player and then you know Marcus Roberts there's some interaction but he's kind of does some sparse things but that's a great sort of early Robert Hurst um, and, and, and his playing that's just okay <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, for number four are we on four or five one, one two three four five five number five I'm gonna go uh, with Scott LaFaro uh, playing Milestones from Bill Evans. Um, I forget what record this is on, actually. I'll have to look it up. Uh, but great track of Bill Evans trio playing Milestones. Scott LaFaro plays an incredibly memorable solo, first solo after the head, uh, as he often did. And, I mean, just beautifully melodic and yep. inventive and very creative, uh, especially for the time, but holds up uh, to this day. That was a very young Scott LaFaro. Very young Scott LaFaro. I mean, might not have been of legal age even at that point, right? He was super young. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that'd be good to find out actually how old he was. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, really, really okay solo. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Well, <laughs> that brings us to number seven, and um, this one six. It was number six. No, no, sir. We got Christian McBride, Charlie Hayden, Scott LaFaro, Robert Hurst, Ray Brown. That's five yeah, like i said <laughs> so here we go with number six <laughs> okay paul chambers and i was it's funny because i was trying to remember a particular bass solo and i did like like instead of going to my album collection yeah. which is not conveniently located i went to a little thing called google oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, put in paul chambers bow solo 
Um, but and then I actually found a different solo that I wasn't even looking for that I'd never even heard. Well, I've heard this, but it's been a long time. I definitely wasn't thinking about it. But there's video. I'd never seen this video before, uh -huh. and so this has quickly become my favorite Paul Chambers uh, bass solo. Nice. Well, I mean, how okay it's not my is favorite. It? It's okay, actually. <laughs> but being able to see him is pretty cool. It's still just an okay solo. Okay. But this is on on Green Dolphin Street um, with. Coltrane, and I think, I mean, the video I'm seeing is just uh, caught a little bit of the piano. It sounded like Wynton Kelly on piano. Yeah, that's, I, I couldn't tell from the angle that you showed me, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you go on YouTube and just search Paul Chambers' Bo Green Dolphin Street, you'll hear this, and this is just, I mean, it's, a, it's really right in that Paul Chambers' bowed solo style, which... Paul Chambers excelled at that style. <laughs> he <laughs> he really was a master his, of it. He had his Paul Chambers stuff together. <laughs> Man, Paul his Chambers. PC stuff. But it's so cool to see him playing. And I loved his bowl solo. I mean, yeah, I know, me too. You know, I know a lot of people think that, he, you know, even talking with Christian McBride, he'll, he's, I'm always like, man, do the bow. And he's like, man, I'm not really a bow. I'm like, oh my God. We get God. very self-conscious about they the get classical little, cats. Because they're know? not doing it all the time. Yeah, I know, you know? yeah. And, but you know, it's funny, classical cats get a little self-conscious about their pits because they they're do. not doing that all the they're time. They're not doing that all so, the time, yeah. There you go. Well, I think it's number seven. I know you got a little off track there. It but. is number seven, uh, one of my favorite OK bass solos, and that's Jaco Pastorius on Donna Lee. Mm. I mean, he pretty much has the whole head. He has the whole solo. It's just him and percussion, and it's... Uh, it's it's amazing. It yeah. is it is a, a, a this is a, our only electric. Well, we solo say here. so. It's not just okay. Well, now we're finally leaving just just okay. Yeah, it's our only. I know it's still just okay. I mean, it is a bass solo, so it's still just okay <laughs> for electric. It's okay. For if electric, it was on acoustic, it would have been incredible. Though. Oh man, if it was on acoustic, it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a tour de force. I don't even know what that means, but this is definitely a tour de a force. Tour de, a tour de okay. <laughs> tour de okay. <laughs> tour de okay. De okay. Uh, yeah. No, but the check out all these bass solos. These are. Uh, this whole list, I think, is... Some Dare really I say good. there might have been some horn players and pianists that have learned that uh, Jocko solo, perhaps? Absolutely. I know every electric player tries to learn it <laughs> yeah, right. or, or tries to play part of it. You know, the thing about all these solos are, is there... You should transcribe them. There's a lot of good stuff in all of these. You know? Like if you've done all the great piano and horn solos and you want to just do something okay, then <laughs> exactly. do one of these. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, I think we've thoroughly pissed off okay. every bass player, <laughs> you know. And I even mentioned, you know, Christian McBride, Bob Hurst, Roddy Whitaker, Charlie Hayden. These were formerly friends of mine uh. <laughs> until today. My apologies. But uh, uh, no, this was a fun one. This was a fun one. Um, do we want to look at some ratings? Let's talk about the ratings and reviews because we took a we couple never days do that. off. Yeah, let's do we it. took a cable because our self-esteem now, we might be killed by a bass player soon. So we better, <laughs> this is almost like our last test. This is going to be the last episode. But we're, we're looking, we're back to looking for seven-star reviews. I'm back on the seven-star bandwagon. Oh, you are? You're yeah, yeah. fully on it now. Well, because, you know, we got some people that have put, you know, five-star ratings, I understand, because they, they weren't able to push the seven-star button. They couldn't find it. It's hidden mm -hmm. in the Apple podcast system but but then we we did get a couple of comments in the 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 reviews where they're like man this is a five star five star podcast for sure and i'm like okay you can write seven stars at least you do that yeah. you know even if you can only press the five stars for the rating it's in the review we're looking for seven stars in the review is that cryptic enough? No, I think that's that's totally doable. And, you know, anybody with any kind of okay kind of attitude would be able to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, it's just okay. You can say that in the thing. Um, um, but you can go to uh, openstudionetwork.com slash podcast. That'll take you to where you can leave the ratings, you know, all the different places accessible. You can leave a comment. You'llhearit.com as well. You can just go to you'llhearit.com straight away. Yeah. Leave a comment. You can leave a voice message on our answering machine. You can... <laughs> 
uh, you can type your question out on a typewriter and then mail it in to St. Louis and we'll get it. Yeah, just send it to youllhearit.com, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Care of St. Louis, Missouri. That's we'll right. get it. <laughs> Someone in St. Louis will just hand it to us at some point. It's a small town. And as soon as that happens, 